The Geopolitics and Empire podcast is, is joined by historian and investigative journalist Anton Chaitkin. His most recent book is Who We Are, America's Fight for Universal Progress from Franklin to Kennedy, Volume 1, 1750s to 1850s. Thank you for joining Geopolitics and Empire, Anton. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Grove. I'm doing great here in Mexico. Um, so there, there's a lot to talk about, but I thought you know we could start with your book, uh, which is great. I just finished uh, reading and, you know, everyone today is kind of lost in the daily news cycle and many people forget core history themes and, you know, ide ideologies that are driving today's uh, events. And you argue in your book that what we are witnessing in America is the result of the struggle between the progressive nationalist outlook and that old imperialist uh, system. Uh, I, I've recently done some interesting interviews, one with Italian academic Paolo Urio, where he examined the good and the bad of the American Republic uh, and empire. Uh, could you perhaps, you know, remind us of America's founding uh, mission and, you know, tell us what went wrong? Well, that's the subject of my book. And I want to say that, uh, to try to understand the danger of nuclear war, the danger facing the world, the, the people presently running America, who you have to call Anglo-American oligarchs, Anglo-American imperialists, are the traditional enemy of the United States. If you go back through our history, without understanding that, You can't get a clue of what's happening in the world. And in order to uh, prevent this unimaginable catastrophe of uh, wiping out civilization, we have to address ourselves to that element of greatness and accomplishment in the United States and in the West, which is being destroyed and has always been hated by the faction that now rules over and uses the USA to destroy civilization. My book uh, and the forthcoming volumes, taking it uh, through the later 19th century and into the 20th, through the 20th, is a behind the scenes look. It's a new way of looking at history to see the two sides in American history and world history, because America was at the center of modern history. Uh, and these are two sides primarily on a question. You have to focus on this. It's man's powers over nature. Should nations and peoples be allowed to have the full powers over nature? Should, should nations, independent nations, be allowed to rise up that would be powerful countries based on their use of science, technology, and skills to command the forces of nature? Yes or no? The imperialists said no. The Americans and their revolution and their accomplishments said yes. And they cooperated with other countries to resist imperialism. The USA was the center of anti-imperialism in the historic period where our civilization was built up. Of course, that's no longer the case. To get to this history, 
I hope to be able to just give you a few high points of how this worked out. It's an astonishing story. And without addressing this, I think we have no hope of, of saving civilization. We need to revive that in America, and Americans have to be held to account for having given up to these usurpers, these terrorists who now control the U.S. Uh, from London, from Wall Street, from the Pentagon. This is a faction that hates what America stands for and what America has accomplished. We have to address Americans and get their, address their souls. And the, what Lincoln said was the better angels of our nature. A message from our sponsors. The Nomos app will help you survive COVID-1984 and the Great Reset. Nomos is a time bank that can be used by communities anywhere in the world. You just need to talk people into using it. For example, if you go to your barber for a 30-minute haircut, your barber receives 30 minutes in his time bank. He can then use that time to pay for an appointment with the doctor. I've spoken to the developer who is passionate about creating solutions for surviving and thriving in the apocalypse. Nomos is available in both English and Spanish. Hurry and visit nomos.net before they roll out the cashless society and put you in the algorithm ghetto. Also, if you need health insurance that covers you wherever you may roam, check out my friend James Guzman's Borderless Health Insurance. One of the great things about living internationally is saving money on health care, but private care overseas can be expensive. Go to borderlesshealthinsurance.com to watch a short presentation on expat and digital nomad healthcare and sign up for a free consultation to review your options. Geopolitics and Empire needs funding. You can leave a donation, book a consultation, or become a member, which gets you access to my brief weekly commentary, a monthly newsletter of my thoughts, a private telegram, a monthly members group call, and my second premium broadcast called Dissident Thinker, where I conduct interviews and provide solo analysis. Dissident Thinker is also available on Rockfin and for supporters on Locals. I would just add, there's a number of guests I've had in the past, and this is the, that America that you're talking about is the America uh, that I love. Uh, I've had a number of guests. I've interviewed um, the renowned um, author Stephen Kinzer. Uh, I, I, got, I think I got his book behind me, "The True Flag of American Empire," and you know he details how the birth of American Empire took place basically with the Spanish-American War in 1898. There's others that you know place it you know between the World Wars. Um, so please, you know, uh, continue along this th thought. Okay. So I want to I want to just go through the the high points of this thing. When the stage is set for this story in england in the 1760s 1770s before america is independent benjamin franklin is an american from the colonies over in england he he's living for 18 years in england as a political representative of the colonies in in, in england and so he has circles of friends in england as a great scientist and strategist His circle in the, the city of Birmingham was called the Lunar Society. And these are the great uh, thinkers and inventors of their time. And they planned with Franklin as the sort of uh, mentor and science advisor. This circle planned to industrialize England. They built the canals. They invented the steam engine. It was a whole project where Franklin was the science advisor and he brought in a manager for it from America, uh, William Small. 
And uh, they, they had uh, Wilkinson making steel. So they had these tremendous accomplishments. None of this had to do with imperialism. What happened after the, these great breakthroughs that gave England these powers was that the city of London financiers and the East India Company faction uh, made a policy decision that no other people in the world would be allowed to have these new powers that had been developed by these humanitarian anti-slavery, pro-Republican people. Lord Shelburne instituted a new British intelligence service, commissioned the book uh, Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith. And the whole idea of economics as it's taught in establishment universities is based on British imperialism as opposed to America's fight for progress. So in reaction to this, the Americans had to get a revolution, 1776 and a constitution. Alexander Hamilton, uh, as the first uh, treasury secretary with George Washington, proposed that the US uh, use the government to promote industry, to build up manufacturing, build up canals and, and later railroads, and have a national bank to control credit no control of world credit by financiers and, and criminals. Uh, this was stopped by the intervention of British intrigue. And the British, uh, this Shelburne apparatus, had color revolutions like you have uh, in recent years, where they, they, they go in and, and get so-called rebellions against people that are upsetting the rules. What's the rules? The rules is nobody's allowed to have industry. Nobody's allowed to develop their countries in favor of their own people. America revolted against this. So uh, they, Shelburne, the British interest, got a stooge named Thomas Jefferson, who had earlier been a revolutionary, and he changed due to personal circumstances. He changed to put himself at the disposal of the Southern slave owners in a deal with Britain. The South exported their goods to Britain and, and, and said, we'll, we'll have no manufacturing in America. And so he attacked the program to build up American manufacturing. He attacked Hamilton. He attacked the Washington administration. And for many years, the Southern slave owners, in alliance with the British Empire, to whom they sent their cotton, uh, they stopped the development of USA. Uh, in, the, in the 1820s, a new generation of American nationalists, progressive nationalists, John Quincy Adams and Henry Clay, uh, developed strong tariffs like the original program was to protect our manufacturing. Uh, they, they assigned army engineers President John Quincy Adams assigned army engineers to build America, to design America's first railroads. One of those engineers was hired by Russia to build Russia's first railroad in the 1840s. An American army engineer, uh, George Washington Whistler. Uh, in the, in the uh, 1830s, 40s, and 50s, the Southern slave owners went on a rampage in coordination with Britain 
invading Mexico, using the U.S. government to invade Mexico in the 1840s, having private armies invading Mexico and Cuba, and then in putting together mercenaries and private armies to attack the USA itself in 1860. This, this is the Southern slave owners. Lincoln said that the invasion of Mexico by these guys using our government was treason when he was a, con a congressman back in the 1840s. So Lincoln comes in representing the original American program of, in of progress, industrial progress, scientific progress, more power over nature, skilled labor, high wage labor, protected by the government. Not communism, not socialism, but the government sets the agenda for the growth and development and progress of the country, for the benefit of the people of the country. So when Lincoln came in, the tariffs were raised, steel mills were built for the first time. Uh, there was a, a wonderful man named, uh, named uh, William Jackson Palmer, who built railroads out. He was a really strong advocate of Lincoln, ally. And he built up uh, railroads in the West, in the U.S. And he also built the National Railways of Mexico. Look it up, William Jackson Palmer. And he wanted to have an alliance of the U.S. and Mexican republics to build up civilization in both as brother nations, sister nations, whatever you say. So his railroad from Colorado to Mexico City was stopped. He couldn't connect them because the Wall Street gang, representing financed directly by the British, built a railroad to cut him off, they, they, east-west, and they hired thugs and, and uh, gunslingers to shoot it out. Uh, to stop the American-Mexican uh, alliance. The guy who did that, Coolidge, from Wall Street, later started the, uh, the uh, fruit, United Fruit Company in Central America uh, on the same idea as Southern slavery, right? This aggressive attack on another country to subdue it and use them for cheap labor. Cheap labor is the same in slavery or in India by the empire. No industry to be built up, no modern industry. That's the theme of it. That's what the leftists miss. They don't think about the condition of the people that needs electricity, that needs power, that needs skills, that needs, you know, modern infrastructure. They don't think about that. But Americans did at their best. So uh, this same William Jackson Palmer that built the National Railways of Mexico sponsored the career of Thomas Edison. And Edison was an inventor in New York City sponsored by the American nationalists against Wall Street. Wall Street tried to stop Edison from setting up power plants, even though they, they had their hands in his company. And he had to revolt against them. And these, these nationalists you know, helped him, sponsored him. And he built power plants for the first time, the first time people had electricity. And the American government, at its best, helped Edison uh, get uh, partners in Europe. Uh, the Rathenau family, Emil Rathenau, set up the German electric company, partner of Edison. They spread it to Russia, the electri electrification. It was spread into Latin America. It was spread into Japan. The USA helped Japan, Germany, and Russia and other countries develop. 
Then Wall Street, backed directly by London, uh, blocked the further progress of the country. Some things kept going, some inventions is over, but this is all from Lincoln's measures as a nationalist. They, they stopped people from getting electricity in most parts of the world. Even with uh, American farmers didn't even get electricity. So then Franklin Roosevelt came in and he had to fight against a depression caused by London and Wall Street. And then he had to fight with the Russians against Hitler, who had been built up by London and Wall Street. FDR built dams in America. And he also set up the, the uh, cooperatives to get electricity to Americans and farmers who had been denied electricity by Wall Street. FDR said, we're going to, after this war against Hitler, we are going to have a world that is modern. And we have to have the USA and Russia and Britain and China as countries, as nations, be the strong powers. And also with India, when they are independent, to, to give us peace in the world, to secure the peace, and to cooperate to build up modern times. FDR had a plan for Iran to build up, make it into a really modern country with powers. Well, the British didn't like this when FDR was betrayed by British elements and imperial elements in, the, in our Pentagon and CIA. And uh, we had the Cold War, uh, the Wall Street element uh, worked with MI6 to overthrow the government of Iran when they tried to do what FDR said. They, 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 the uh, Mossadegh in Iran confiscated the oil of the, uh, the Anglo-Persian oil company, the British. And so uh, this, the CIA and MI6, on behalf of the British, again, betraying our heritage, betraying FDR's plan, overthrew that government, said you can't have an independent Iran, you can't modernize Iran. Uh, the same thing in, in, in Guatemala. They overthrew the government of Arbenz Ar and put in a dictator there who would go with the slave labor of the United Fruit Company. For whose benefit is that? Yeah, we get cheap bananas, but they destroy this country too. They're ruining this country now. So uh, then you have uh, uh, John Kennedy, and he came into politics as a senator, uh, a congressman, a senator, attacking America's alliance with imperialism. He said, this is wrong. We're betraying our heritage. He had been a soldier, a sailor with, uh, with F Franklin Roosevelt as his commander in chief. And he, he, he uh, went away from his own family's background with this Anglo Wall Street gang. Uh, and he said, we are going to have an alliance of America with the third world countries. And uh, he built uh, dams in America. He built a great dam on the Volta River in Africa. That is, it was built by Ghana, and he cooperated and helped them to do it by Kwame Nkrumah, the leader of African nationalism. So he allied themselves with the people of the world when he got out from under the CIA and fired the head of the CIA and fired the, the worst imperialist in the Pentagon, uh, Lyman Lemnitzer. 
and and said, we've got to cooperate with the Soviet Union. We don't like communism, but we applaud the people of Russia and no nation is evil. We, we, we have to cooperate to have world peace and make America, America strong at the same time. Let's build up our powers over nature. He wanted a nuclear power for the world and desalination uh, to, to irrigate uh, and have, and have no, no problem with, with nature. Uh, and so he was murdered. And after his murder, uh, the United States, under the control of this faction, that had always tried to prevent America's development, America's power, now said the only power that America will have is the power of destruction. We will destroy our own industries. That's called uh, deindustrialization. It's called post-industrial society. The Federal Reserve Volcker called it controlled disintegration. And we'll have forever wars. We're going to have wars all over the world forever. Now they are promoting this, this war agenda uh, to such an extent that unless America is changed back to its, its previous orientation, we are going to have a World War III, a nuclear war. And, and uh, I, I appeal to everybody that is that is listening to this on, on one essential point. You must think as a merciful and compassionate person about, you're told to love your neighbor. Your neighbor is in Africa. Your neighbor is in Bangladesh. Your neighbor is in Russia. Your neighbor is in China and in India and in Iran. And in Mexico, uh, some of your neighbors are a little smarter than you are. Like the president of Mexico recently said he's not sending weapons to Ukraine, right? But what does your neighbor need? Well, your neighbor, among other things, needs what you need. He has to have electricity. He needs hospitals. He needs high-speed trains. This is the 21st century, after all, not, you know, the 1800s. We need modern times, and the the powers that would would uh, give people a high standard of living to which they are entitled. Most people uh, in our society today, in every country, do not think strategically about how we could get people of the high standard of living, which is the most fundamental human right. They talk about human rights in every way except what's most important, which is that people have a right to have a decent living and to be able to raise their family and have security and, 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 and have a life. So be merciful. That's my plea. And that means you have to look at how did the world actually get these powers over nature? Is it a result of free market economics? Is it a result of greed that somebody with money was allowed to make more money by investing and somehow this caused inventions? No, that never happened. It happened differently. And my book and forthcoming books are the story of how we actually got modern times. 
Now we're going back away from modern times to feudalism, to destruction. We can't allow that. Civilization is too precious to allow it to be destroyed. Now we have a chance in our modern times to have a multipolar world in which the civilizations of many cultures and many wonderful backgrounds that people aren't even aware of, like the uh, Mesoamerica uh, and, and the, the, the Olmecs and Toltecs preceding the Aztecs who, who had astronomy and mining and things like that. What's that about? How did people even get to America in the first place? I'm not talking about Columbus. I'm talking about the ancient people. What is that about? What is, the, what is man all about? We have two philosophies. Uh, the imperial philosophy, which says man is garbage. Man can be eaten by superior men. There is no solidarity among human beings. Uh, the other philosophy is that man is uh, the incorporation of the creativity of God in the universe. And that the universe it's, is progressive and has, has beautiful beauty in it. And the beauty in that creation is the beauty of man and of humans, the human soul. And it is that idea of beauty, which is the, it's the same thing as immortality. Because a, a person who, who sees that beauty is already immortal. And this is expressed in our culture, in science, in the greatest art and music, and in statecraft as well. Also in, in directly in drama and poetry and literature. But this, this is the West. This is the best of the West. This is what the West is, is. We talk about Western values. The West is not the people who are destroying the world today. The West is not the East India Company. Did they bring Western values to India when they went there and, and, and forced them to grow opium and close their factories and starve them to death? That wasn't Western values. That was what we used to call Eastern despotism. That's what the worst uh, Middle Eastern empires used to do, just destroy Western values are individualism, creativity, uh, the work ethic, high living standards, high wages compared to others. How do you get a peasant out of being just a dumb peasant who's kept in, in slavery of ignorance? You have to have the development of modern industrial powers, scientific powers. And if you're, that doesn't just mean a factory, because you can have factories that are using slaves and a low level of work. But modern machine industry with really skilled and differentiated labor, that's, that's where you, somebody can be an independent citizen. So that individuality, where is that now in Western society? Where is it under Facebook? Where is it under censorship? Where is it under espionage? Of, of the government against the people? Where is it in constant war? Where is it in, in the most stupid lies where somebody says, uh, uh, I'm going to tell you what happened in Ukraine. Putin invaded Ukraine. 
And you don't even talk about what happened one minute before that occurred. Yeah, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on first the domestic situation, uh, and then as well as this, you know, the, the situation, the World War Three scenario in the multipolar world. By the way, I think I've got an Olmec ahead right above me. I've seen the real thing. They're huge. They're impressive. Um, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. And so speaking of this, um, the, the regime that we have at home in, in America, you know, for, for many years, I could see the writing on the wall. That's one reason I left the U.S. I, I, for, for, for 15 years, I've been calling it the USSA, the United Soviet States uh, of America. And now it's truly like coming into being, you know, we, we're, we're seeing the development of this totalitarian system in America. Now, there's Americans that have been put on no fly lists. They've done nothing illegal. They just have been charged with thought crime. So there are no fly lists. They've had bank accounts canceled. Um, I've, I've had my Patreon canceled, which is like a form of a bank account by yeah. the U by the US regime. Uh, so I'm be we're being persecuted by own by our own uh, freaking uh, governments. And, um, you know, they've got this new domestic terrorism unit. So they're going to be going after uh, patriots in America. And so um, and we have this regime in Washington now. It's 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 totalitarian, basically. And so uh, the economy is like the economy is collapsing and they're doing what they want. We basically have like a one party system now. And, you know, they're they're warmongering. Um, and so what before we get to like Ukraine and the World War Three, like what's your take on domestically uh, what's going on in America and the regime that's in power there? Well, Americans are, are recently stunned by the events in Ukraine and with Russia. And they're also stunned by the rapid uh, uh, acceleration of a war fever against both Russia and China. But the problem, the psychological problem, was made a lot worse in recent years by the uh, partisan uh, 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 insanity, the, uh, the, the induced insanity, the brainwashing around this division on Trump. Uh, this, this was the cause of many uh, people of goodwill simply giving up thinking and thinking that if you hate the right object of hate, then you're on solid ground, and it doesn't really matter what happens to the world, as long as you can just focus on your object of hate, whether it's Trump or liberals. Right? And that, that, so with that point of view, you have lost your ability to, to interfere with what's done in the world by anybody bad and to help straighten things out. That's what's happened in the, in, in the United States. Now, there are still uh, Americans alive who have interests in getting uh, employment, who have interests in keeping their family alive and hoping to have grandchildren and great-grandchildren that do something good in the world. And so this, there are even people who have memories who are within the sphere of uh, military strategy and diplomacy and even in some universities. Uh, there are people who know some things. And uh, what, what I'm counting on is that the idea of uh, America 
looking in the sharpest way with with some devastating humor, but also some surprises of inter- some surprising interventions need to be done. Let's start with the with the the fact of the great change in the USA with the Kennedy assassination. Kennedy got the hatred of people in this imperial faction, CIA and Pentagon, Wall Street and London, and they killed him. And uh, the, 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 that, that murder was being prosecuted by the, by the uh, uh, district attorney of New Orleans, Garrison. Uh, so it was a triple murder with Bobby Kennedy and with Martin Luther King. There's others like Malcolm X and, and, and many others. And Lumumba, that was you know, just before Kennedy came into a lot of murders and mayhem. But I'm focusing on these three and particularly the president because this is a violent coup d'etat against the United States. Those three individuals, statesmen, were carrying forward America's uh, core uh, founding mission and ideas. The mission of the government serving the people, the mission of the Constitution which doesn't allow these foreign wars, these just undeclared wars. This is completely illegal, aside from international law being violated. But these men represented the last uh, possibility and, and, and reality of a popular support for the government of the United States. Since that time, we haven't had that. We've been divided, and the government has been more and more against the interest of the population. Imagine if somebody uh, said, okay, we, we made a mistake after this gang that now runs us uh, uh, killed Kennedy. We made a mistake of allowing our country to be deindustrialized, to to for globalists to come in and, and disperse the industry and just be looking for cheap labor and to make us into into a cattle and slaves and make everyone else into a slave. Uh, we, we, were, we, were, we were bamboozled by these issues which were not understood. Communism is really a, a, a to me, it's a side issue in history. It's not a central issue. Because under communism or under a czar or under a king, you could still have some progress. And because you have two factions even in there, people with a more humane and, and, and positive philosophy and people who are just crazy Jacobins and terrorists, right? This is always the case in all societies. You have these two ways of looking at man. Uh, so uh, if, if Americans uh, and foreigners uh trying to influence America as they should, they must, because America is, it, it has to be brought to account here. It's vital for the world. If they can address this great change in the USA that occurred after the murder of Kennedy, also started occurring after FDR, but Kennedy reversed that, address that change and say, we need America now to be a world leader 
for progress instead of an insane destroyer of civilization as it is now. What is a sanction? You're destroying. Just look at that one issue. When you have sanctions against Russia or against Iran or against North Korea or some other country, we have sanctions against most of the world, China, India, God knows, everybody. The sanction is not designed to change the behavior of the country. Think about that. Nobody believes that it is except somebody who is really a simpleton watching the news. The people who do the sanctions, who design that, don't believe it's going to change the, 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 the people they're targeting. It's designed to destroy the society that it's, that it's against. That's the purpose of it. Just like the British destroyed the factories in India when they went in there and, and looted the place. Did, are you, you feel, are you hopeful in any way um, that we could turn this thing around going, you know, going back to the 1960s, 63 Kennedy uh, opportunity that, that we had? I, I don't really see any modern day Kennedy or MLK or, or Robert Kennedy. I mean, I, I do see some rumblings uh, among this new Republican uh, movement. And I don't mean the modern day Republican, but like this movement is even going against the, the modern day, you know, Republican party, which is just garbage, just like the Democratic Party. But I, I feel that that's still too too tiny to really make any any difference. I, I don't really see in the moment uh, any movement that, that looks promising. I mean, what, what are your thoughts uh, there or I mean, were, are we just going to crash, or is there any hope to bring us back from the brink here in America? Yeah, the the hope depends on people having a very tough attitude on the question of human rights in the world. This is crucial. I want you to think this through. This is this is where we have to focus our attention. Give I'll give you an example of Ethiopia. What's going on there? There's a war there. The United States and Anglo-Americans are backing a revolt against the government of Ethiopia. I believe a half million people have already been slaughtered in this war. It's called the Tigray Rebellion. The, uh, the, the, the reason for this war, the reason for the rebellion, Uh, being sponsored from outside is to stop the government of Ethiopia from modernizing the country and getting Ethiopia into the status of a modern country and that has political power in the world. What are they doing for that? They're having, they have the help of China building high-speed railroads in Ethiopia, not something that the British and French never did in Africa when they ruled Africa for centuries and uh, destroyed Africa with slavery and the slave trade and mining and everything else that was never for developing. So now, with the help of China, Ethiopia and some other African countries are building up modern times. They're trying to. They're, they're going uh, strongly in that direction. They believe in national sovereignty. So according to the rules-based order, so-called, set up by Shelburne in, in Britain in, this, in the 1780s, that's what the order is now. It's British Empire order that the U.S. has now 
has, uh, has joined into. According to that, what Ethiopia is trying to do is against the rules. They're trying to have a human life. So we're going to have a war that's already killed half a million people. Now, let's look at China's role. The Chinese established their uh, modern republic in the first place by overturning an empire that had been weakened by the British. Back in 1911, they, they had set up a new government under Sun Yat-sen. He was a follower of Lincoln. He was a Christian. And he had, uh, he had friends within the United States, even though the U.S. government was already turning bad at that time under Teddy Roosevelt and so forth. So uh, then the communists took over in China. And they had a period of real craziness, ultra-Bolshevik, ultra-Jacobin uh, insanity, the Cultural Revolution. But they also believed in the national sovereignty of China. Even, even, you know, under Mao Zedong. And uh, so there was a change in China in the 1970s. Uh, and they, and in, you know, when the U.S. went in to, to get cheap labor in China, the Chinese judoed this. They turned it around by investing in, uh, in uh, high technology, investing in infrastructure, investing in education to get themselves a skilled labor force and to to install a, a scientific regime that is a pro-science regime that would build up uh, the power of production in China. They have brought 750 million people out of poverty. We used to do that sort of thing in the USA. Now they're doing it and we are not. We're putting people into poverty. And that is when I say we, I mean the people ruling the USA and Britain, and spreading their filth into other countries. So China is the main force now trying to modernize the world the way America did in the past. Remember that electricity came from the USA. It was a US invention, and it was against Wall Street that tried to block it. So this is the real USA. Now China's doing that. What, what's the reaction? What's the reaction of liberals? Well, we don't like industry. They have too many coal-fired power plants. They, they're building nuclear power. We don't like that. They're building high-speed trains. That makes people in Africa and other places too uh, much uh, out of just living in nature. We think it'd be better for those darkies to live in na natural surroundings. Maybe we'll help them build a little well instead of having big irrigation projects. The, the little well is more suitable for those little people. That's the attitude. Isn't that horrifying? So China, for all the faults of the Chinese government, the Chinese Communist Party, whatever you want to say about that, they are also going back into Confucius and, 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 and humane philosophy at the same time as they have totalitarian aspects of that country and surveillance of the, of the citizens. The two things are side by side. But there is an impulse and a, and a massive action to improve the life of the world. What's our reaction to that?
It cannot be to plunge the world into war to stop them from doing that. We're not going against China because they're totalitarians. We're going against them because they're upsetting the, the rules imposed by empire that say no one has the right to get out of poverty. That's yeah. what the rules are about. Who made up those rules? Who said that China and Russia are our enemies? Same thing with Russia. They are trying to fight for national sovereignty. That's what they did in Syria. The Syrians said, we're not going to allow our government to be overthrown the way Libya and Iraq were in these other wars, the Anglo-Americans. And since, since Syria is right next to Russia, the Russians uh, responded when Syria asked for their help to stop these terrorists from destroying Syria. With, uh, uh, that were paid by the U.S. and Britain to go in there and do that. So uh, Russia believes in national sovereignty. They have never invaded another country except when under 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 earlier uh, times they did invade. They had they had uh, the Russian Empire invaded other countries and absorbed them, and the communists invaded Hungary and invaded Afghanistan and so forth. Once the communists were overthrown, they have tried to, and Putin came in in order to get, uh, to preserve what was left of Russia when, when the West, uh, so-called West, sent in these thieves, Thatcher and these other people sent in and uh, sent in these uh, oligarchs in Russia. So Putin comes up and the Russian people supporting that said, we want to preserve Russia from being completely crushed and destroyed, from being having a regime change. And so we stand for national sovereignty, we stand for economic improvement, which means building power plants, building cities, building, developing the market, physical progress, powers over nature. Same thing as China, but China has more power to do it right now. So this is what Russia and China are defending. And this is America's mission in the world. What's the mission now? Well, it's not an American mission. It's a globalist mission of the rules that say no one's allowed to come out of poverty. But you have to focus on, like I said, in, in Ethiopia, what's the contest about? It's very simple. China is helping the Africans get out of poverty that had been imposed by imperialists. If you, if you say, like some Westerners say, that Africa is backward because they have corrupt governments and corrupt dictators that steal everything, do you really agree that Africans are entitled to have a high standard of living? Like Franklin Roosevelt said, that's the four freedoms, freedom from want, freedom from war, freedom of security, right? Uh, that, that, that means you have, to, you have to have peace there. Do you agree with that? Because the guys who have all this cynical view of that poverty is caused by God, really, like, you know, it says in the Bible, Jesus said, you'll always have poor people. What a horrifying attack on God and Jesus that is to say something like that. That's not what he was his intention that you shouldn't that you shouldn't help people to get out of poverty. Is that Jesus' idea? Come on, don't blame him. It's ridiculous. This is the idea of the imperialists. 
Yeah, and, and the coolest people in the world. You mentioned Ethiopia last year. I think I interviewed Lawrence Freeman. I think who, who you're familiar with on Ethiopia. Yeah. Um, if you could then tell us um, <clears throat> about the World War Three scenario and the multipolar world, it seems Ukraine has been chosen as the as the battleground to duke out, to duke all of this uh, out. And you know, what are your thoughts then on? This World War Three scenario. I mean, is this Western Anglo imperial, you know, Anglo American imperial oligarchic system? I mean, are they really crazy enough because of everything that you've outlined? You know, to take. I mean, I think they are. <laughs> I think they're crazy. They were the first to drop the bomb unnecessarily in Japan. And so, uh, what's your take on the current World War Three situation? Uh, and then, as well as you know, what a multipolar world would 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 look like after that. I think one of the things you could look for right now is like the uh, U.S. government was egging on the Russians, taunting them to invade. They're, doing, they're, they're, they're starting this, uh, this uh, scenario and this, this uh, taunting of China. You have to look for a, uh, uh, a new phase of this that's coming in at the same time that's equally dangerous, but it, it tells you something about what's going on. That the, uh, like the US and, and, and the British taunted Russia when their troops were building up and they were saying, let's, let's get NATO out of here and they wouldn't respond. They taunted them, you're gonna invade, you're gonna invade. They're doing that, they're starting that up now for China to invade Taiwan. They want Russia and China involved in these wars. This is obviously the desire because they did nothing to stop it and everything to promote it. So, uh, yes, they are crazy. I want to give a parallel so people can understand the mindset. Think about this is many years ago. Go back to the 1830s, 40s, 50s, before the, just before the American Civil War. In those days, the southern slave owners, the elite plantation owners, were forming private armies. Uh, and they were invading countries to the south and preparing to attack the U.S. as well. They wanted to have a slave empire. They believed that no government should exist in the United States that would interfere with the power of empire, slave empire or British empire, to impose their will. No people have the right to have a government that interferes in the big affairs of the world. That should be left to private, powerful people with their private armies and private interests. And so they were setting themselves up as a military slave empire. Abraham Lincoln opposed this all the way through. This was called the issue of the spread of slavery. But, but think about the mindset of these people who, who uh, believed in a war against Mexico, a war against Cuba, a war against Central America, and a war against the North to break up the USA and, and subdue the US government. That military imperial mindset uh, was defeated by Lincoln and by the Americans 
who saw this imperial enemy in the South and in Britain at the same time. The British actually uh, were the ones who built the Navy for the South. South had no Navy. It was built in Britain and staffed. The ships were staffed by British sailors during the Civil War. Russia came in on our side and sent their fleets to North, uh, to San Francisco and New York to hold the British and French off from intervening directly with their military. But Lincoln opposed this slave empire, blocked its further spread, and then as president, got up an army, rallied the people of the country, and at the same time, went entirely in the the direction that had been forbidden by the imperialists to get the government behind developing industry in America, to build the first steel mills, to set up free colleges, state colleges, to to build machine industries. And these were all built by his friends. It wasn't just random. Uh, To build the most modern railroads in the world. All of this was done at the same, and then electricity. So this mindset that you must spread slavery everywhere if you're going to have the slave system survive, and the contrary idea, which is the American idea that we oppose the spread of the empire because it's just death for mankind. We believe that man has rights that extend almost to be infinite, the right to rise, the right to have peace. Lincoln wanted peace with all nations. He sent to Mexico as his ambassador, Thomas Corwin, who had opposed the Mexican war that the U.S. had done a few years earlier. Corwin had said at that time, he thought that the Mexicans would be justified to invite the Americans into their graves in Mexico. He got in a lot of trouble for saying that. So Lincoln sent him as the ambassador. Look at Franklin Roosevelt. He did the same thing. When he was president, he inspired other countries to have a new deal like the USA did. And they had Lazaro Cardenas as president of Mexico. He saw that the foreign oil companies, Standard Oil from USA and Shell Oil from England, had control of the oil resources in Mexico, but were not producing oil for the benefit of anybody. They just controlled and leveraged things financially. And so they're holding Mexico back. So Cardenas seized these oil companies. And what the reaction of President Roosevelt and his wonderful ambassador, Josephus Daniels, an anti-imperialist man, their reaction was, bravo to Lazaro Cardenas. These oil companies are not doing what they're supposed to do, which is develop oil. So you have our support. And the British, as I mean, sorry, the, the Mexican government, as a result, broke relations with England and kept positive relations with the USA, which helped us out in World War II, because we, we, we stopped uh, you know, South Latin America from going fascist in co- coordination with Japan and Germany. Uh, they, they were trying to f- push people in that direction. So this is the USA versus the empire. 
The empire is not the USA. When people talk about the American empire, this is a deeply wrong concept. There is no American empire. There's an, there is a, there is a, a rules-based order. There's an imperial order, which is nothing but chaos and destruction. It is not, it doesn't represent the United States. The United States is being ruled by neoconservatives and neoliberals, crazy people who did this whole series of wars for, for, for pure destruction and mayhem. So you must make this distinction, but you can do it by looking realistically with compassion for man's future, for the future of everybody, including your own family at what China and Russia are trying to do, particularly this Belt and Road idea of China, the buildup of Africa. There's a half a billion people in Africa who have no electricity. How does that relate to Ukraine? How does that relate to World War III? If we focus on the rights of man, instead of lying about that subject, we're gonna, we're gonna win. It's very simple to me. Right now, the rights of Americans are not being followed. People focus on sexual issues, crazy sexual issues. They focus on police brutality, which is a real issue for people that are brutalized by the police. But is that is it is the only right? of a poor black person not to be murdered? Is that the only right they have? Come on. Don't we have more rights than that? Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, this is insane. The right to have a decent standard of living and not to be involved in World War III that wipes them out. How, what's the human rights of a black family living in Chicago or New York whose home is destroyed by a thermonuclear bomb. What happened to their human rights? And no one, no one that's pushing conflict with Russia right now is willing to even allow in a mainstream forum a discussion of the consequences of what the U.S. and Britain are doing. They're not allowing it, which is completely insane because they're going to, everyone's going to get killed by this. This, this makes me think of what you said earlier about this. It seems like the empire has created this uh, cultural brainwashing. You know, when you were talking about this, this wokeism, this climate changeism. I'm not talking about, you know, environmental uh, conservation, which we used to have, uh, but this like radical climate changeism, which, which is basically to convince it's like they've created, they've brainwashed a segment of the population to really believe into this, uh, which, which they're using them as useful idiots to kind of 
push this idea of deindustrialization. Um, you know, climate change is bit, bit net zero, basically like stop using energy, just live like, like you said, like live like it's the 1500s. Um, and it's the same kind of thing with this, the people pushing the, the this narrow focus on these issues um, in the US, whether it's like police brutality or, or, or whatever. Um, I, we're, we're, we've pretty much run out of time. I, I, I did want to get your thoughts on the Great Reset, but we don't have time. But I'm assuming given everything that you've laid out, this great reset thing that we keep hearing about is just another manifestation of this the same imperial system and the whole program of the great reset is is the same as what you've been um lining out is deindustrialize like prevent anyone from pushing forward and so uh do you have any final thoughts for us i'd like people to read my book and 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 i'd like people to respond to what what's been you know discussed here uh, I, I really would like to help people, uh, help me with the challenge to Americans. We need to challenge Americans in a way that is in the Americans' interest. Does that make sense? Right? If you simply say Americans are devils and America is a rotten country, you've lost. What, because what you're saying is, let them do their worst. Ha ha, we don't care. Well, I do care. You better care because America and, and has uh, nuclear weapons and has uh, focused its, all its energies on destruction. So they have the capability of destroying civilization. But you have to challenge them. So I want people to be in touch with me. I'd like to hear from people. Uh, you, you know, people can uh, get through you or they can get on my the website for the book who we are book.com or uh you know you can if you have good contacts give them my email address but i want to be in collaboration with people there i did a video recently uh you have seen this the 13 minute video about called how to avoid world war three and it, it it goes through this challenge uh, to people to think in this new way about history and to uh, hold America to account. Uh, without compassion for human beings, uh, including Americans, uh, but also those who have been denied modern times. This is a big issue in Mexico because you have this really bad uh, uh, British uh, 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 sociological idea against modern industry in Mexico because and they get away with it because of the bad reputation of modern corporations and modern and the, the governments behind them. But it's but the, the attitude like in Chiapas or or in you know among uh, where where people are talking about that uh, you know the that backwardness is equal to independence. An insane idea, which is against human rights. This is something that people have to think through very deeply, but you can't do it in the abstract. It has to be through this history that says, how did we get modern times? How did we get civilization? How did we get the great advances that made people uh, uh, the, the noble creatures that they are? We had a wonderful leader named Frederick Douglass, who fought it out on this issue 
other black people at the time, he's a former slave, and other black people around the Civil War said that black people should just learn a trade when they're free of slavery. Don't aspire too high. Don't get into higher education or, or you know, science or, you know, classical music or things like that. That's not black people's place. And he said, no, everything that man has, uh, has created, has aspired to, has achieved in science and in, in, in the greatest art is the property of black people, is the property of every human being. And we are human. In fact, we're in the forefront of progress in America. We're fighting for progress when others are not. So therefore, this is our right. This is our birthright. Beethoven is our birthright, as well as Pushkin, who's a black man in Russia. So this is the attitude we have to have, that, that civilization is worth fighting for, worth uh, 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 pressing people on, being uncomfortable about. And, and uh, there's many other things we could talk about. The, the whole idea of war is completely wrong. War is murder. And in general, there's no justification for it. There's very little times, infrequent times, when you have a justified war. Usually the case is that you have to go, if you simply go back a few years or even a few weeks to see what you could have done to stop this from happening, you wouldn't have had the war. So why not stop it before it happens? Because war is murder. People say, oh, this guy's Hitler. We have to stop Hitler. Didn't we, you know, appease Hitler? We learned our lesson. No, the people that backed Hitler are the ones backing this war against Putin right now. The same faction. So don't give me this baloney. My father fought these people in the 1930s. You know, the, this, the, 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 the idea of the preciousness of human life is not understood unless you have some concept of progress of mankind, how men get higher powers, they're more skilled, they're more knowledgeable, they're happier because they can do something. You have a wonderful background internationally, so you see more of what humanity really means. People that are stuck in a little local view or just a narrow view, can't see what man is, how, how great man can be, and how, how tragic it is when that, those higher powers are not used. Yeah, I often, I often clash with people um, because of this, because I've, I've lived in a yurt with the Mongolians in, in, a, in, a, in the Gobi, and I've spoke, I, I was intermediate at one point in, in Mongolia, and I've been to Kazakhstan, I've been to rural Mexico, and it's just like, I, I love absorbing myself into these cultures and, and it's this western european american bubble that they see every anything outside of their sphere third world um garbage they literally tell me this and they have this attitude and i'm, I'm disgusted by it um and you need to be able and and that's why the rest of the world understands what's going on generally but the people in this western european american bubble uh they, they just don't see it and um i forgot what else i was going to say um yeah, and there's a minority of listeners that are virulently anti-American. They hate the America, America, American Empire, and I think what you're saying is is very good. That everyone's got a chance for you know redemption. This idea of redemption and 
instead of just burning everything to the ground, let's try to repair things and fix things, uh, you know, get rid of this uh, imperial system and try to bring back uh, the republic instead of just, you know, burning everything to the ground. Uh, and so I will include uh, your link, your website as well is uh, AntonChaitkin.com. I'll include the links in the, the description so people can find you. Whoarebook.com. Uh, and then, yeah. Okay, and that that link as well, and uh, the, so people and the link to purchase your book, so people can check that out, and then look forward to your forthcoming books. And uh, thank you again for for uh, being on Geopolitics and Empire. Thank you so much. It's great. I hope you enjoyed this Geopolitics and Empire podcast. The website is geopoliticsandempire.com, and I encourage you to sign up for the free email list that goes out with each podcast and every weekend with a collection of news headlines. The newsletter and website are our last lines of defense. We're being censored and deplatformed. It's nearly impossible to find geopolitics and empire on the Google search engine. We've been blacklisted. YouTube frequently takes down our videos with strikes. Facebook restricts our page. Reddit and Twitter take down posts. And after the Associated Press mentioned geopolitics and empire in a 2021 article co-written with NATO, our Patreon account was terminated. Vimeo also terminated our pro account. The best free way to help Geopolitics and Empire is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or elsewhere and subscribe to all of our media channels. You can find the video broadcast now on five platforms, Odyssey, Rockfin, Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon. You can find the audio broadcast on the podcast ecosystem, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, and so on. My current favorite social media channels are Twitter and Telegram, but you can also find us on Gab, MeWe, Minds, Float, VK, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Finally, Geopolitics and Empire is in dire need of funding to continue. You can leave a donation, purchase a consultation with the host, or become a member to receive additional benefits. We also produce a weekly broadcast called Dissident Thinker for members and Rockfin subscribers only. We will continue to fight the good fight come hell or high water. Thank you for listening.